Hello and welcome back. I'm Captain Boofed McBoofed. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know. The, what was that? I don't know. It's something that I had. I felt the need to do it. I'm so sorry. Oh, I oh. apologize. Okay. Um. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> this is another episode of of Muggles and Mugblood. Today, I'm Mona Musa, and with me is... Abby Whitman. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about Chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary. Ooh, that's saucy. Which is our first glimpse of Tom M. Riddle. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So, without further ado... Muna. Oh, crap. I need to do the summary. <laughs> okay. You need to do the summary, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here you go. I've got it. Are you ready? So, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. On the way back from visiting Hermione, who's in the hospital wing recovering from her cat state, Harry and Ron here felt chilling at someone. They turn around see a flood of water seeping out of mor- morning Myrtle's bathroom. Something happens, blah, blah, blah. At the beginning of February, the school is calmer. Nobody else has been attacked. And the mandrakes are becoming moody. So they're basically becoming teenagers and soon me- be made into the medicine that fixes everybody. Um uh, there's a whole dwarf scene where Harry gets knocked out, his bag gets knocked out of his hands. The dwarf sits on Harry's ankle, sings him a Valentine song by from Ginny Weasley. You know, everyone's pretty con- confused and something very weird happens. There is red ink all over Harry's stuff besides that diary that he got which is from Tom Riddle. Dun, dun, dun. And then at night, Harry being Harry, he writes something into the diary. Tom Riddle answers. And then Riddle shows him uh, the memories and how the fact that he got a medal for catching the person who opened the Chamber of Secrets. And Riddle explains is in that memory that he must turn Hagrid in for possessing the guilty monster. And Hagrid argues that the animal inside the box is innocent. And... Um, Harry comes back to life and then he goes to Ron and tells him what happened. Yeah. That was a minute and 20 seconds, but that was a good job. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Why did he just go over it? <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll just let her <laughs> finish up. It was like, it was like, there's way more detail than you need to have in there. Um, I know. <laughs> it was like, there's so much information that we don't need here. Um, okay, yeah. so... <laughs> one one question that we can get into before we, we get into the deep stuff here. And okay. that is if Voldemort, the Dark Lord, Tom Riddle, or Tim Riddle, if you want to really piss him off, oh, um came back using the diary, would he come back as Lord Voldemort or Tom Riddle, the teenager? Wait, what? Wait, what? What do you mean? Like they did the reincarnation potion for him that gave him back the body he had when he died, right? Yeah. But had he come back by siphoning off Ginny's life force? Yeah. And fully physically appeared as Lord Voldemort, Tom Marvolo Riddle, yeah. the seventeen-year-old boy. Would that have been have been him then? Like, would that be the person that he 
comes back out, like physically. Oh, maybe. You would like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, who? I mean, who would deny that, really? But. Yeah. I, I mean, what exactly your type, but <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what my type is. So anyway, um, so that's yeah, that's always an interesting question. Um, it kind of irritates me how like he like planned this full thing out, like appear that he was genuinely hunting like Hagrid. Yeah, but unless he had like plan to show these memories to somebody in the future why would he do that honestly knowing that because it's lord voldemort anything's possible he's just extremely calculating as he's like yeah i i would i would believe that he best. is yeah doing doing things that because okay accessing past memories would is is probably easy in the wizarding world Especially so, the skill, the, the legilimens, exactly. Exactly. So making sure that even if Dumbledore goes back in his memories, he can't see anything weird. Yeah. And being Tom Riddle, the person he is, he probably thought that out. That's an interesting way of dealing with like, <laughs> legilimens. Like, I'm just going to act out the, like, the act of doing this just in case anyone checks whether or not I did it. And, you know, I did it. They can't hear my internal thoughts, but they can see me doing it. So exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, how would you think about that? Like, how? Why? Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, <laughs> it also gets us into like the, the question of like, yeah, memories and pencils yeah. and stuff, which is always a fun oh. rabbit hole to dive down. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> And if I'm also, also going like to hear us go go into that really really deep, check out the Homora podcast on that, where I mm-hmm. actually was a guest and we talked about a lot about that a oh, while okay. ago. So there's yeah. there is like we don't we don't need to go too deep on just pensives and memories, but memory magic is really interesting. Um, and listen to that; it's great, and there's lots and lots of information there. Um, I also love how how Hermione got a Christmas card from Lockhart. Right, she did? Sorry, a get well card. A get well card from Lockhart. Uh, yeah, no, that's obvious. Where it lists all of his accomplishments. <sighs> Lockhart, Lockhart, Lockhart. Like, she it's knows like, who you are, Yeah. Dude. Like, and she, she's one of the few, few people who would actually know his accomplishments. She could probably list them off better than he can. Exactly. He's like, list them off alphabetically, and she can. And then she'll be able to. Alphabetically, list them off in order of accomplishment, <laughs> and then she can do that as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure that um, he didn't need to say this six time winner of which weekly best smile award. Ugh. I mean, his smile's not even that good in the movies. No, it's not. So no, ew. Also, interesting thing, you need to have enough celebrities to have a weekly best smile. Like enough celebrities with amazing smiles to have a weekly best smile. Or is it a yearly thing? Then why would it be called weekly? Because the magazine is weekly. 
Yeah, so I'm assuming it could be a yearly thing. Like, obviously, it can't be, you smile know. of the year. Yeah, that would make more sense instead of smile of the week, because then it wouldn't be something that special. But come on, he would still brag about it. Yeah, I mean, either way, he would still brag about it. But he would I still mean... brag about being the six-time winner of the award. Like that is completely <sighs> in line with Lockhart. Ugh. Oh, Lockhart. Ugh. I can't. I can't deal with him sometimes. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. So it, it at least implies that there are other celebrity wizards um, that you can have for smile of the year. Yes, except, yeah, I was about to say for the smile, of, the smile of the year, not smile of the week. Oh my god! Imagine like, imagine like if Tom was one at eight times, the innkeeper. Oh my god! No <laughs> yeah. Mhm. That, that would be great. Like, yeah, Tom <laughs> with no teeth is winning it more than he does. Well, he'll just be pissed off, and then he'll he'll come up with his own kind of award. All he he would like bring the court yeah or bring lawyers to be like i don't like this and just <laughs> <Yeah>. changes it <laughs> so it's also the chapter at the be- where we at the beginning um have harry and ron find the book right the diary oh yeah yeah, yeah. um and ron mentions ron mentions a couple a couple books that had some interesting effects Define effects. You read it and you died. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you read it and you couldn't stop reading. Yeah. Or the sonnets of a sorcerer is, is one of these books. Mm-hmm. If you read it, you'll be forced to speak in limericks the rest of your life. Okay. Now I have to ask what's what like language? A rhyming is... couplet. Oh my god! I would die. I would laugh my ass off if I found that I had had that. I would die if I was if I was that person. But like, that that is something that the Weasley should do. Yeah. <laughs> Prank books. That would yeah that that's a genius idea actually. Like, you slip these two pages inside of a book, and you mm-hmm. pass it to a friend, and they read it and they something happens to them or something happens yeah. like like you're the dragon in book five uh, in the fifth movie the the dragon in the fifth movie like the the firework dragon yeah 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 like, you take this page it's part you pull it up <laughs> yeah you put it within two pages of a book uh-huh. next person who opens the book gets a firework dragon exploding out and fighting like Oh my god, that that would be a pretty impressive, but could be extremely harmful and extremely insane. Not like not like a bang like actually bite, but yeah, I know. Like a smoke dragon, something that would scare the living daylights out of you. But knowing the Weezies, they would have other things. Yeah, yeah, they would have like other things that could be insane, but it's it's like confetti. Um, or like a, a howler just yelling at them. <laughs> oh my! Like how? Like you? You? You have somebody has to have adapted howlers, yeah, for entertainment purposes. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Like 
powers with a little squeaky voice that goes like, <laughs> um, exactly, like prank cowlers and stuff like that. I think I think they do exist. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they do, and if they don't, I'm sure, sure George um, uh, made them eventually. But like, yeah. that'd be hilarious. But um, other like one thing that got this got me thinking about is other books of like magic and stuff. Okay. So there is one called the Daemonica. Um, sorry, the, not Daemonolo- Daem- Daemonology, um, which yeah. was um, reprinted um, in 1603. It was originally printed um, in 1599. It was preceded by the News from Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. This is a book it's a philosophical dissertation on necromancy and divination and ancient black magic right okay this brings us back to what we talked about um in in the last season about witch trials and that kind of stuff right yeah yeah um that episode of was witch trials and tribulations (laughs) um one of our better names as far as i'm concerned Um, yep (laughs) um it's actually a source used by Shakespeare and Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Um, this book. And this book goes into like identifying witches and um, witch trials and things like that. Um, and it was actually used by somebody to actually try witches. And these with these trials actually had convictions and acquittals. So they were like, this text is accurate, so we can yeah. acquit people as well. Want to guess who the book is written by? Do I want to know? King James the First of England and King James the Sixth of Scotland. Oh that my lord! The same person. Yeah. He is one of the only monarchs to write a book for like a thousand years time. Yeah. Like eight, the ancient Greeks. Oh my god! And then he, the the book, and it's like about demon, like it's about witch hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. In the 1600s. And he was like, he was like, he was completely convinced. He was. Seriously. Yeah. He was convinced that he was correct, which meant that he would both, you know, convict and acquit people based on the evidence. Wow. And this is the book where it said that you could use dreams as evidence. So, wait, hold up. Dreams? Yeah. If you dreamt that somebody was tormenting you yeah that could be used as evidence at that that person was a witch and was tormenting you what a logic what yeah. a beautiful logic but i also love that like you could have this kind of evidence and the king would be like nope i don't believe it acquittal oh, jesus <laughs> mm. <laughs> i mean it could work but still no yeah so I, I, ab- I absolutely um, I absolutely love this. So the book begins um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the fearful abounding at this time in this country of these dis- detestable slaves of the devil, the witches and enchanters hath, hath moved me, beloved reader, to dispatch in post this following treatise of mine to resolve the doubting both that such assaults of Satan are most certainly practiced and that the intimate thereof merits 
most severely to be punished. Wow. Um, so yeah, and this was this was written um, in 1597 and then published in 1599. Mm-hmm. Um, now this was also because he was personally he was in prison actually in witch trials in North Berwick in 1590. Okay. Um, and he actually was involved in the execution of a sorcerer. Or as he claims to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. The claims to be, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, like, it's basically a carte blanche endorsement of um, executions and like witch hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a no. century after uh, Newly Headless Nick was a court, goat, a court wizard at the court of St. James, which is obviously the uh, court of um, King James. Oh. First and sixth. Obviously, a hundred years afterwards. But, yeah, I know, but you know. still, it's also a hundred years before, almost to the year, um, of the International Statute of Secrecy. <laughs> this is the century where like it gets really bad, but between fifteen ninety one and sixteen ninety two is the the really bad years for wizards. Apparently, I mean. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and the more you know <laughs> about, I don't know, uh, this weird kind of stuff. So uh, books about magic are usually called, by the way, our grimoires and those are collections of spells. I would have wished we saw that term used more in Harry Potter. That, that is a fun term to use. Yeah. Grimoires. Yeah. Yeah books of black magic and things yep. like that. And there's, there's a bunch of these old ones. Um, okay. got, for example, the Magus, um, which is basically um, a book by uh, Francis Bar- Barrett, who's a British occultist in 1801. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's a book of occult philosophy and that kind of stuff. So there are like um, a fair deal of these kind of books that came out um, with varying levels of accuracy, I guess, because mm. they're all about ma- magic. But but also, like, it all depends on the year. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Like, things things were a little bit too different back then. <laughs> I also I also love that this one was specifically read, like, written by a king. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, this is not 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 actually a joke. Um, king James the first of, of England and sixth of Scotland. He wrote a fair deal of books. He wrote the demonology. He wrote a he wrote a counterblast to tobacco. Okay. Um. And he wrote a book on modern like monarchy. Wow. So like people like when he was coming down to England to like rule. Yeah. In this, I believe it would have been um, uh, when I don't remember exactly when he assumed um, the the throne of um, of England. Um, mm-hmm. He he assumed the throne of England in let's see here, let's see here when he <laughs> King James the sixth and the first. <laughs> Love that. Um, 1603. So when he, when he went down to the UK in 1603, 
Uh, he was coordinated on July 1st, uh, 25th. Um, yeah. his, he was prece- preceded by Elizabeth I. Um, people like reading these texts to get an idea of like who he was going to be as king. Oh my lord, that's just and, like people like reading like a text about him talking about demons and witches. I mean, who would who would believe in him? Jesus Christ. Well, they did because they believed in it. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> back I mean back then, but thinking about it now, it's like yeah. idiots. Yeah. And the, the the great another great thing about this actually is though, and yeah. this is this is this is going on a completely um, insane level of detailed nerdiness. Okay. The Malfoys yeah. are directly responsible for the rise of witch trials and the persecution of witches. Are you serious? In the 1590s and going forward. The Malfoys. The Malfoys themselves are directly <sighs> responsible because Lucius I was a suitor to Queen Elizabeth I, right? Yeah. He, he is accused of hexing her that she would not marry and would not bear children. Oh my lord, are you serious? So because she didn't have children, <sighs> the only other heir was a son to marry Queen of Scots, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being the guy we're, we're talking about, King James I of England. The one that hated witches and wizards. <laughs> I... <laughs> so... The whole reason why the, yeah. <laughs> why witch trials and shit happened is literally the Malfoys' fault. Fuck the Malfoys. Yeah, we've got. I mean, we 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 hate them from the start. <laughs> now we have another reason why we hate them even more, ladies and gentlemen. Because here you have some freaking evidence. <laughs> like it's literally like it's 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 literally her successor. Yeah. Who is only her successor because of the hexes put in place by Lucius Malfoy the First? Lucius Malfoy the First, look at what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yep. What that's... else is there to say? Oh. <laughs> uh, um. He's also the guy that happened to have um, unified England and Scotland and, and such into Great Britain, but who cares? Yeah, no, we, we don't care about that. We care about the other shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, he actually wrote two other books called The True Law of Free Monarchies, which is the book about monarchies. And he also wrote Basilicon yeah. Doron. Um, and he also is the, the guy behind the King James Bible. The King James Bible, yeah, the English translation to the Bible, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, and of course, um, he he helped, yeah, um, he avoided religious wars and shit, so Mm -hmm. not entirely bad, but he did start the whole witch trials thing, so (laughs) um, but he's also the reason why it's called the Union Jack because he created the union between England and Scotland, and it was the um. James's Union, the Union Jack. Oh, oh um, yeah, that makes so it's, sense. It's his flag. Um, mm. So he created lots of changes in the UK, and uh, also fucking mm-hmm. for <laughs> his uh, demonology because come on, man. The logic, amazing. Yeah. Um, 
he also had some some issues with a certain guy Hawks. I mean, yeah, of course. We all we all knew about that. <laughs> I saw it coming too. Yeah. Um he was also most likely a raging homosexual. Oh, that too. Yeah. The cherry on top. Yeah, there's um <laughs> some extremely saucy letters between him and some nobleman. Oh wow. Yeah. Um so you know. Good for, good for him. <laughs> he, <laughs> I guess he knew how to enjoy some of his time. Yeah, no, he was a yeah. raging homosexual that liked pretty young boys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we are, I think we have gone far enough down the rabbit hole for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like this podcast, um, if you found the revelations in this episode interesting, um, leave us a rating review. Send this this episode to a friend of yours because yeah, it's a, exactly discoveries that you'll be, that you're surprised about. I mean, if we anybody can't you know you likes the Malfoys, send yeah. this episode to me. You can literally trace mm-hmm. witch trials to the fucking Malfoys. <laughs> Because they act in bad faith. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Which is also the meaning of ba- of Malfoy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah, leave us ready for you. Uh, <laughs> check us out next time. Uh, we'll be back with you shortly. And of course, like and share on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, any concerns about the Malfoy family and how they suck or how Lockhart sucks, which is why he's Blonde and most likely a Malfoy. Uh huh. Ugh, Lockhart, I still hate him. 